Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You are a visionary. You have a vision. You just need to create it and bring it to life. Welcome to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with your host, Kate Ebner. Our program will be an hour of inspiration for leaders who are making their visions happen and will set you on the path to having a big impact through your leadership and the life you really want. Now here's your host, Kate Ebner. Good morning, this is Kate Today, we're going to talk about a new American dream. In these challenging times, so many people have begun to question the American dream, that promise that includes a chicken in every pot, financial success for those who work hard, you know, guaranteed financial success for those who work hard, I think is the idea, and um, for those who pursue a higher education, and the idea of prosperity that increases unfailingly generation after generation. You know, when we think about the American dream, we think about a premise upon which our culture and society is uh, built and structured. And recently I've been hearing from so many people who've expressed real disappointment in how things are going today and have been really questioning, is it possible that the old dream is no longer achievable? Wendy Filio is the executive director of the Center for a New American Dream. She's joining me today to help us look at what has become the old dream and to offer a new one. Good morning, Wendy. Good morning, Kate. Thanks for having me on. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. You know, I know that as the head of the Center for a New American Dream, your vision showcases a whole new pathway that could promote a more socially and ecologically balanced society. And in the spirit of the season, I also am hoping today we can talk a little bit about a vision for the holidays that will really put some Christmas spirit back into the season. Um, so I wondered if you could begin, Wendy, by just telling us a little bit about um, you and how you got involved with the Center for the New American Dream. Well, you know, it, it um, was a while ago that I got involved with New Dream. Um, I used to be in philanthropy, and um, I was interested in addressing the issues of consumption. And I had been supporting, or the foundation had been supporting a variety of environmental organizations. But when I came across New Dream about 10 years ago, uh, they were one of the few organizations that were talking about consumerism, talking about the impact of advertising and commercialism in our lives. And that really spoke to me, and I thought it was a really unique and important approach. So I ended up supporting them then and then joining their board and then most recently in the last year and a half becoming the executive director. So, Wendy, since 1997 when you were founded, I know that the American Dream Organization has been at the fore of many issues that are really top of mind for people in our country. Um, You have worked to raise awareness of the negative impact of the hyper-consumer culture, as you would call it, 
And I know you've helped to define this idea of conscious consuming and green living and also sort of helping people find balance and downshift in this um, complicated world where we often feel a lot of pressure to define success by um, by by buying more, actually, the messages that are out there. Um, I know you've this this set of topics has really been central to the work of American Dream. And I wonder if you could tell us more about the organization and its mission. Sure. I mean, the Center for a New Bringing Dream is, is about envisioning a society that values more of what matters, not just more. And so we are dedicate, dedicated to supporting and nurturing an American dream that revives the spirit of the traditional dream, but with a new emphasis on community and ecological sustainability and a celebration of non-materialistic values like family and fairness and health and time and nature and fun. And so what we try to do is, is we have three programs. One is Redefining the Dream, which is about providing visions of, of, a, of a different future and a different way forward. And our second one is Beyond Consumerism, which is really about here's some resources and tools for you to help become a more conscious consumer, to live more green, to, to live in a more sustainable way. And then our third one is, to, is about moving beyond kind of individual household action to, to collaborative communities. Um, and to help take action in your community. So redefining the dream is what we're talking about today, this idea that we can reexamine um, our cultural values and actually put emphasis in a different place, create something different than where we've gotten to today. And then beyond consumerism was number two, is that right? Uh-huh, that's right. Okay, and that's really about providing tools and support to help us be successful at moving beyond consumerism, to use the phrase. And then the third one you mentioned, collaborative communities, is again about about uh, working together as communities, um, connecting as communities. Um, and so, the, the, your, so your mission has this sort of three-pronged um, strategy, it sounds like. And can you tell us a little bit about the, the impact that you've made since 97 when you started? Well, really, our impact has been about we've really been popularizing the term conscious consumer and really about work-life balance and looking into those issues and also about how people can buy more responsibly. We had a very um, strong focus on purchasing and about green purchasing, and we had a responsible purchasing network that was a network of uh, um, people inside large organizations that were really not supported in making decisions um, on how to buy green. And we found that that was a niche that had not been occupied, and we created that. And then really about um, helping people find a home for those of us in this country who have a great unease about this kind of highly disposable and um, throwaway kind of culture that we've created. So helping people identify with that and then also have resources to, to take action in their, in their communities. So we've had an impact in a variety of ways, but really about raising vis- visibility about the overconsumption uh, in, our, in our culture. You know, I remember a time when we were, uh, in this, this might seem like a bitter irony at the, at the present moment, but when there was so much... Um, money actually in flow sort of the late 90s and such a boom time and people were really consuming there was a sense that our economy was just um, unbeatable and kind of forever growing and you know I, I remember several of my friends and, and colleagues expressing a vague uneasiness at that time like this just seems unreal you know this seems this seems 
odd. You know, will the bubble burst? Is there even a bubble? You know, those kinds of questions. Um, your organization is called the Center for a New American Dream. Um, tell us, um, what's the old dream and why do we need a new one? Well, really, over the generations, the American dream stood for opportunity and attaining a certain level of comfort and security if you worked hard. But really, over the decades, that traditional dream has been displaced. And it's been displaced in part because of the relentless marketing and advertising that has created this more is always better dream that that promotes not our comfort and security, but rather this unbridled production and consumption of more and more stuff which is really unsustainable both on a personal level because it draws American families into this kind of overwork, overspending, overconsumed treadmill, which depletes our savings, leads us into debt, clutters our lives, and doesn't make us happy. And, of course, it's also unsustainable for the planet because it requires this endless churning out of cheap goods with little regard for who made them and how the strain on our natural resource base or where all of that stuff goes in the end. I mean, essentially, you could say that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness has become work, debt, and the pursuit of stuff, and that the citizen has been replaced by the consumer. And so when we think about this new dream, you've sort of outlined the three tranches of what your organizational mission is about, but tell us what the vision of, of a new American dream is that you all are putting forward for us. Well, I think, you know, this is this issue of vision and, and a new American dream is a really important one, and it's part of why I work at, at, at New Dream. And it's really about thinking about the future differently and thinking about what are the pathways forward that are really appealing and what does a new American dream look like that supports our well-being and our quality of life. And so let's think about the ways that that, that could do that. I mean, let's think about things like a reduced work week and having more time and more leisure and more self-reliance more connected and walkable and livable neighborhoods and communities, you know, less big box sameness and more local identity and culture and less cheap and disposable products versus better built products that actually last and, and new business models that lead the way on environmental innovation. So what we want to talk about, you know, is this new American dream that's much more about community and, and sustainability and a celebration of the non-material values and also about during the imagination and and about what is possible going forward. Hmm. So, envisioning terms, you know, as I always say to people, you know, when you when you describe your vision, describe it as if it's happening right now, right? So, Wendy, putting you on the spot here, um, <laughs> <laughs> with about a minute to go, can you give us a like in the new American dream? Right, it looks like this. How does it work? Just describe it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, we have, you know, much more of communities taking responsibility to improve their, their own communities. So we, we become less passive consumers and much more active citizens. And so really it's about, um, you know, local communities taking, taking action. So building community-supported agriculture, building a local and shared economy, and creating businesses that do not rely on over-consuming our natural resources. Um, and so there's a, there's a variety of ways to make that happen, but it's really about what, what is meaningful for us and what are we doing in our daily lives to create that new American dream and that future. 
Um, so really, you know, in some sense you could even call it a true materialism where the things we're buying are things of, of value to us. So what we're producing and what we're consuming are things that, that have a, a future after us, for example. Um, so it really impacts us in, in a variety of ways of what an American dream that's sustainable looks like on a day-to-day basis. And, and it could be a really different life than the one we have now. I mean, really it could be about working less, um, which means if you have a shorter work week, that can really actually lead to helping improving unemployment and solving an unemployment problem because there's more people who have jobs. And then that allows people to have more time, and which allows them to, have, um, to live a better quality of life in, in a lot of ways and live more sustainably. Mm-hmm. It reminds me quite a bit of the conversation we had with um, Jen Cohen and uh, Gina LaRoche of Seven Stones about the sufficiency movement and the message of sufficiency kind of operating from a different paradigm. And I love what you're saying about less work, um, more lasting material value, um, different non-consumer pr- values as a point of center for this vision. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we want to talk more about what it would take for us to make this shift. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. 
Welcome back. This is Kate, and I'm talking to Wendy Filio, the Executive Director for the Center for a New American Dream. We're really exploring a actually quite um, wonderfully and maybe even radically different vision of the future than the one we're sitting in today. Um, Wendy, your organization is dedicated to inspiring American citizens to redefine the dream of what it means to be an American, to move beyond consumerism and become collaborative communities working together to really solve shared problems. Um, and I love this idea of working together as communities. And I wonder if you could give us some kind of real life examples, some living examples of this philosophy in action. Sure, Kate. You know, there's there's a lot of exciting activity emerging at the community level, a lot of creativity and innovation. And I think the most visible to people is, is really around food. You know, there's a real national movement that has come about that's really come from the community level. And you see that in the dramatic rise of, of CSAs, community-supported agriculture and community gardening and the creation of local and regional food systems. We just highlighted a group in our November newsletter last month in, in, um, about a group called the People's Grocery based in Oakland, which is really supporting local leadership on, on food justice issues to help the community themselves figure out ways to have better access to local and healthy food and, and really enable them to, to find the solutions to that. Um, but nearby in, in the D.C. area, I find the story of the Mount Pleasant Solar Cooperative to be a really wonderful story. And really, that was just two parents and their teenage sons who wanted to make a difference uh, around energy issues. And they created a solar cooperative in their neighborhood that's grown to over 70 households. And, and now they're offering advice to, to other neighborhoods who want to create solar cooperatives. What's and a I solar cooperative? A solar cooperative is when households come together to be able to install solar equipment on their rooftops so that it lowers the price of of getting um, of installing those and getting the energy. Ah, okay. Great, and, that is a great story. There's also new models of, of sharing that are emerging in both business and nonprofits that I find really fascinating that are, are challenging the whole need for physical ownership of goods which is a fairly radical idea, I mean, really, which is about providing access rather than ownership and creating whole new profit models on sharing and reuse and redistribution and recycle and turning waste into value. And essentially the point there is why do we need to own things to get utility out of them? You know, there's astounding statistics about how often we use some of the things that sit around in our homes or, or even our, like our cars. We only use about 10% of the time. Power drills, 15 minutes on average over the lifetime in our in our garages, and and why are we using our natural and financial resources to own these things that we really don't need to keep in our possession all the time? So, in this concept, what you're saying is there's actually new um, new business models coming out where people share. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So business models and then communities coming together. I mean, the community aspect can be, and these can sometimes even be for-profit or, or non-profit, like toy libraries and tool libraries and, and other things like that. But even well-known companies that have emerged in the last few, few years are based on this concept of sharing or collaborative consumption, like Netflix, for example, or eBay, but Zipcar and other ones. But there's, a, there's thousands of more coming up based on this, this concept. And, I, you know, there's one other one that I'll mention because I think it's kind of a fun one, and it's based more on using local arts and culture, which is in here in Charlottesville, we have a wonderful group of women performers 
who have created an organization called CLAW, which is the Charlottesville Lady Arm Wrestling, which is, is part theater with outrageous personas that they create and come out to arm wrestle, and, and the community comes, and, and um, all the proceeds go to local charities. And it's just a fun way to, to fundraise and bring the community together. I like that. Claw. <laughs> <laughs> Great name, um, and and so you know these are these are so many wonderful examples. You know, I wonder if somebody was listening to us and really energized by the kinds of ideas you're talking about, what do you recommend they do to get started? Well, I would say you know before you do anything, first take a look at, at your own life and, and values and what is important to you and how you want to organize and live your life to, to reflect those values, and then begin taking steps small or big, to live those values, to live more consciously. And I think the first step is really to minimize the advertising that, that you have in your life and, and begin to think about how much you are on that overwork, overspend, overconsumed treadmill and, and think about how you can reduce your own footprint to be a more conscious consumer and how you can be less reliant on the mass marketplace for everything. And, um, and then when you're ready, you begin to move from, from being less of a consumer to more of an active citizen. Um, because what gives people a true sense of empowerment is working with others, that feeling a part of being a larger movement and connecting in person. So feeding that, that social self and, and changing social norms is really important for long-term change. So, you know, get together with friends and neighbors and others who want to make a change in their own backyards and just begin with a potluck. You know, start small and go from there. You know, here at New Dream, we're creating a New Dream Community Action Kit to help support local initiatives that build community and promote sustainability and create a sharing economy and community. And our first module will be done in, in early January, which is on sharing resources, which gets to this concept that I mentioned earlier. And so how does, so suppose I wanted to start doing what you said and practicing my values in my life and becoming a conscious consumer and such, would your toolkit help me do that? Well, it was, we already have resources in our, uh, on our website that speak to that kind of more personal changes in your life uh, about that. But the, the action kit that we're creating is really about when people are ready to move from beyond their kind of personal and household um, behavior change to connecting with, with communities, uh, connecting with their neighbors to take action in their community. Um, so, so the action kit that we're creating around that is really for the collaborative communities. But there's Great. a variety of steps that you can take right along the way. Mm-hmm. It sounds to me like, you're, and I know this to be true, that your website is a really great resource for people who are looking to learn more and, and engage with the vision that you've put forward here. Um, what is the website address, Wendy? It's um, newdream.org. Newdream.org. Okay, great. And um, I, I will tell you all that I went went there recently and was um, really pleased to see that you actually have a video of the vision of New Dream. And what was so nice about it is that I, I do find that most organizations don't offer a very clear vision of the world they're trying to create or the organizational impact that they're trying to create. But you actually have a wonderful little video um, on the site that is um, the you know the hand of an artist actually drawing the picture of the vision that's being described. It doesn't take long to watch, and I highly recommend it to anybody who a wants to see this vision and b uh, it's called plentitude, and b wants to see what a, a vision articulated could look like. I think it's a great resource. Thanks, Kate. And, and we actually have another animation that's being released today uh, that's called the High uh, Price of Materialism. 
So that'll be Excellent. out later on our website today and our Facebook. Excellent. Well, it's great to know. I mean, I think often people want to get started. They want to do something. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to start. And um, I think that it's wonderful to know you have these resources available. Um, Wendy, you know, as you're thinking about the work that you do as a leader and the change you're trying to create, you're, it sounds like you're really, your organization is really dedicated to raising awareness and supporting a movement in the direction of this vision. Um, how do you measure success? Well, that's a really good question, and it's not always easy to do, especially because part of our mission is about raising awareness and really trying to stir people's imagination and inspire them. Um, you know, so part of that you can look at and see how many people you're reaching with your newsletter and your media and things like that, which is what we do. But really in the long term, what we'd like to do, because we, we feel that long-term change does happen by changing social norms and interacting with, with other people, is that we really want to create a network of, of kind of connected communities and help spread the innovation that's going on in communities and share that, that knowledge so people don't have to reinvent the wheel. So really, it's, it's, it's about building that movement, and, and um, I'll feel successful when I feel like we, we have the resources and tools to help build the capacity of our members to take action locally. Thank you. Um, I'm hoping some of you who are listening will write to us or will call in on this show. We'd love to hear your questions, and we'd love to have uh, you have a chance to hear Wendy personally answer the kinds of things that may be on your mind this morning. Um, Wendy, do you think that living the new American dream that you've described could make us happier and more joyful? Well, I do. I mean, because we we have seen in the, the social science research that an overemphasis on materialism does not does not make us uh, happier, that it uh, actually leads to less life satisfaction. And so really the new American dream is about really focusing on what matters to us and so the sources of true wealth and, and well-being are really about having strong family and community connections and friendships and finding purpose and meaning in life and having uh, physical health. So the more we get away from the constant bombardment of advertising telling us that, that you need to buy more to be happier and, and telling us that we never have enough, um, and the more that we focus on truly what, what is meaningful to us, the happier and more joyful we'll be. Um, there's a lot of cultural expectations about what you're supposed to do in life. You know, buy the biggest house that you can possibly afford. You know, you know, work as hard as you can and, and pay that mortgage. And you know, there's just a lot of, of of expectations. And I think when we start to to drill down into what is most important to us and how we can shape our lives to to, to live those values, um, it, it will make us happier and and, and more um, have more joy in our lives. You know, I, I go back to what you said earlier about um, beginning with yourself and beginning to really connect with, by connecting with your own values and thinking about what really matters most to you and how do you want to live from those values um, in, in your own life. And I, I think that for so many of us, and I have to unfortunately include myself in this group, um, the overwork piece is the is an important consideration. If you're really going to live your values and you don't feel you have time to make some of these things happen, um, really maybe thinking about how you work, how much you work, um, how else you could work might be a really good starting point. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the holiday season and how to have uh, joy and 
cheer and perhaps um, not so much emphasis on the pocketbook this season. We'll be right back. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Tune in to Tom Says for practical solutions that you can use in your life. Whether it's information you can use for business, spiritual awareness, health, or personal issues, you'll want to listen to this life-changing program hosted by Tom Gerbic. Tom will also invite you to participate by calling in or sending emails. There's no topic that's taboo. With Tom's life experiences, you'll find that a weekly visit can be truly inspiring. Tom Says can be heard on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, with a weekly rebroadcast on the Voice America Business Channel. Did you know that the number one concern of American business is the ability to attract and retain qualified workers? Yet millions of qualified American workers with disabilities are sitting on the sidelines. Disabilities at Work Radio focuses on businesses and their workforce needs and also offers other topics of interest to people with disabilities, their families, and supporters. Join Disabilities at Work Radio every Wednesday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us today. I'm talking with Wendy Filio from the Center for a New American Dream. And we're going to talk now, Wendy, about the holidays. Um, as we know, it's December 5th. It's the holiday season. It's a time of gift-giving. Um, it's a spiritual time for many people. But it's also a time when commercialism is a dominant theme, or consumerism, I should say. Around the country and the world, we also right now have an economic recession and the unemployment rate is very high. I imagine this creates a lot of stress for people who want very much to have an abundant Christmas and may uh, not be able to contemplate that at all this year. Um, so many of us do hold visions of sugar plums and trees loaded with gifts and so on and so forth for the holidays. Um, it, it's a wonderful time of the year. It can be a magical time of the year and a very challenging time of the year for so many families, particularly perhaps those who um, are struggling economically right now. I wonder, what do you think our culture has taught us to expect at this season? 
Yeah, I mean, this is a time where we find a lot of interest in our work at New Dream because this is a time of year when the full marketing and advertising megasystem is brought to bear on us. And it's it's really hard to escape it. it it's, it's difficult to resist what our consumer culture is teaching us, the, the buy more, buy more, buy more messages that we get on a daily, almost hourly basis. And so for many Americans, the holidays seem to exhaust rather than lift us up. And, and studies show that uh, at almost every level of income, people will express an oddly similar sense of confinement as if their lives were trapped by the good times or the material goods rather than liberated. So, so it really can be a time of stress and, and also environmental degradation because during this period of time from Thanksgiving to Christmas, we create so much more trash than at any other time of the year. So really it's a question of how do we celebrate without depleting our bank accounts and our holiday spirit and without leaving a trail of trash that fills our, our, our landfills, right? Mm-hmm. And so currently we're, we're running a Simplify the Holidays challenge where you can pick steps to commit to, to to simplify the holidays. And we have a lot of resources on, on, on how to simplify the holidays on our website that I that I encourage people to look at. It's all free and you can download the book, booklet and as I mentioned before, I mean, first it's, it's time to, to, to press pause before you get fully into the, the season and, and really take some time to, to sit down and reflect on what is important to you and, and to, live, to, to live your values this season and make the holidays more enjoyable and less wasteful. I think that sounds wise, and I think it sounds like a, a, a healthy approach. Um, you know, I, I wonder... You know, again, I want to sort of get practical with this. Yeah. You know, what what does it look like? So, if if someone says yes to the challenge that your organization's offering, what 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 go to the alternatives? What are they saying yes to? Yeah, well, let me. I'll tell you about the pledge in a minute. But I think first, you know, some of the steps to take is is as I said, you know, reflect. But but what I mean by that is is to talk to your family and invite everyone to talk together about ways to make the holidays more fun and meaningful, so that they have have bought into it as well and and, and can brainstorm about ideas on, on ways to do that. So it's not just you saying we're doing this for the holidays, but hey, you know, let's what what is most meaningful to us during this time, and that brings everybody together on the same page. And then think about experiences rather than, than buying more, more products and gifts. You know, what brings you the greatest pleasure during the holidays? You know, is it making cookies? Is it going to hear music? Is it getting together with family and friends? Is it volunteering or going caroling? And really try to focus on, on the experience rather than the, the, the buying and the purchasing. And then the, the, the part that creates most stress for most people, and especially during this period of, of recession, which is the budget, and, and overspending is often the biggest source of stress. So make a budget, and it's no fun to do really in the beginning, but if you stick to it, it it's, it's going to make your holidays more uh, enjoyable and not add more of that financial stress to your life. If somebody if somebody's deep in, let's just say, let's say they they they've created a, a, a tradition in which there's there's a lot and there's a lot of expectations in the family about what's going to happen and you know the amount of gifts and all kinds of things. Um, you know, what advice do you have them to open up this conversation? You know, it may feel like a letdown or disappointment to people initially mm-hmm. in that kind of a situation. So you know, can you have any any language or any ideas about how to go about this? Well, it depends on, on who you're talking with, right? It, it could be if it's your in-laws versus your teenagers, right? There's, there's a different way to approach it to emphasize what you think um, means the most to them. 
right? And, and to talk about ways that, that they'll enjoy it more. Um, so if it is about gifts and your, and your teenager or your children, you know, think about ways that you can make those gifts less kind of gimmicky and commercial and more about things that they're going to use for a long term that are, that are not going to be thrown away, for example, or about experiences for them. You know, so, um, you know, pottery class or, um, you know, for your spouse, you know, maybe a series of massages, for example. You know, the things that, that um, are not going to create waste and that are going to be um, enjoyed in, in a completely different way. And, and we have a lot of um, different ideas in our pledge list um, about, you know, giving the kind of gift of time, you know, versus, um, so I, I find this one really nice for friends especially too, you know, make a little coupon for, for babysitting or for dinners or, or things like that. And, um, you know, the homemade gifts are, are, are a wonderful way to really show your appreciation for your for your family members and for friends, um, there's a, there's a n- numerous ways that, that you can make it more meaningful. I find particularly to be thinking about the the ways to create events that are, are not stressful but that bring people together and that are, are really enjoyable, like bringing um, together with your friends to, to have an in-home kind of holiday sing-along um, or mm-hmm. gathering with friends and family to do that at a, at a nursing home or, or with your community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, lo- I love your ideas. I think these are wonderful ideas. And, and you know, learning how to almost recognize your own um, your own expectations as a part of this whole thing. I can remember a few, several years ago, um, as I as I was, you know, raising my family, my young children, and thinking about the holidays. I, you know, I grew up in a family where I had three sisters and similar ages, so there were four of us around during the holidays to make cookies, for example. And so when four girls make cookies, they usually make a couple dozen different kinds each. You know, we would end up with eight or 12 dozen, 12 different kinds and then dozens. So we would have tons of cookies. And it wasn't until a few years into my married life and motherhood that I suddenly realized it wasn't feasible for me to make eight kinds of cookies. <laughs> I was carrying that that idea with me right out of my house of origin and into my new home, and yet I was the only one around to do it, and I was exhausted with the effort of trying to create that much. So that we make two kinds every year, and we swap, you know? So it's, a, it's the, you know, you don't always know where you're hooked into the more is better, you know, the big splash ideas, you know, mm-hmm. but there, there are lots of, lots of things to look at this time of the year, I think. And we've had a good experience with our younger children, who are, who are five and seven, about giving them... Um, uh, a catalog to look at from the um, Heifer International, which um, you know provides goats and, and other livestock to families in developing countries who are impoverished because it, it helps their their families so much. And so every year the kids get to sit down and they have a certain amount of, of money, so they get to you know practice their adding and and think about do they want to give a flock of chickens or or you know, a, get a goat or, you know, part of a sheep or, um, and then there's a book that we got from the library that goes along with that that's called Beatrice, I think Beatrice's Story or Beatrice's Goat, which actually tells how the experience of the family that got, received the goat. And so the children get to pick that out and it's just a really nice kind of reminder and, and they get really excited about it. And what's the name of that organization again? It's that's called Heifer International. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful international nonprofit that works on poverty issues. 
Great. Well, that is a wonderful, a wonderful way to help children get involved in making a difference um, and giving at this at this important time of the year. Um, I wonder, you know, when you when we think about the holidays um, and we think about this this time of the year, I've been I've been personally think, reflecting quite a bit about the the dark, you know, the growing darkness, the the longer nights, the shorter days. This, the um, we call it the season of lights. It's a time when we're actually turning on our lights, including our holiday lights, and we we have both. I think the urge to celebrate and be together, but also maybe some urge to be um, alone and to do some reflecting on the year behind us and some mm-hmm. closing down of the year we've just had. You know, so I just want to mention that for people who are listening because I, I think it's so easy to get caught up in the pace and the push. Of the season, especially because in the workplace, I know that I know this from my coaching clients as well as my own past. Often we're racing to complete things by year's end, you know. So I just want to call this out for us all and invite a pause. Mm -hmm. And whether that pause is a reflection on the year behind or the year ahead or setting an intention for how to celebrate this season of lights, I, I think that that's that first step we really want to tell people about. That's true. I think that is a wonderful reminder, you know, taking that time because even just spending the time on, you know, experiences and things like that, it it gets so, it can get so hectic. And so I think that's a really wonderful reminder of taking the time, especially before the new year begins. Yeah, you know, you know, years ago, I think when my um, my never-ending effort to understand how best to celebrate the season, mm-hmm. I um, I did find another resource on your website, and I I actually purchased this book that I think you still promote. It's called Unplug the Christmas Machine: A Complete Guide to Putting Love and Joy Back into the Season. Mm-hmm. And I found this book to be a revelation to me. It really um, answers questions like how to reduce the stress. Of preparing for Christmas, how to be more, how to make the holiday season more spiritual and less materialistic, how to work together as a couple at this time of the year um, to enjoy life at this in this season more, and how to how to bring meaning for children into the holiday season. So this is a wonderful book, and I want to mention it for those who are kind of looking to um, really entertain the philosophy that we're talking about today. Great idea. Good. So. As we're um, as we're coming, we've got kind of got a couple more seconds, and then we'll take a break, and we'll come back, and I think we'll, we'll wrap this up, Wendy, by maybe um, stepping back again and looking at this the implications of this vision that you've been describing. But um, you know, do you have a wish for people who are um, moving into this season? Of this I'm calling it season of light. Well, I, you know, I, I really hope that people are able to take the time to reflect, as as you mentioned as well, and and really think about what is meaningful for them and how they can change their lives to have more happiness in their lives and how they can help be more oriented, less away from consumerism and more about being a a good citizen and what that means to them and, and in their family and in their community. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network.
Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1 866 472 5790. That's 1. 1- 866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. This is Kate. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life, and I'm talking about a new American dream with my guest, Wendy Filio. We're also talking about maybe a new vision for um, a happy, uh, joyful holiday season. Um, Wendy, I've so enjoyed talking with you this this hour and thinking about sort of putting the vision into practice through the holidays is how I'd put what we just did. <laughs> um, and I, I wonder, as we as we come up on the last portion of the show, um, you know, as I said to you a, a, a little while ago that imagine our listeners are a circle of people who we really care about and we want to um, invite them to come with you on the vision that you've been putting forward here. I wonder if you'd like to just take a moment to to talk about um, the vision again and just to sort of say it again and make an invitation that people would love to hear for the purpose of clarity and and uh, really getting what you're all about. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say a couple of things. I mean, one is that I, I really think if um, we need to remember, and it's hard to because we're so surrounded, that we're really dominated by a commercial culture that's loaded with all of these messages to drive this, drink that, eat this, wear those, listen to this, watch that, and then buy it all. And I think it's easy to fall into this trap, myself included, about believing that what matters most is about buying the latest and greatest thing. Um, and so you really recognizing that we need to resist that and we need to curtail that advertising that is, is constantly in our lives, especially around kids and commercialism and really thinking about what, how it's impacting our, our children um, going forward. Because as I mentioned before, the social science really shows that we pay a high price for that. Um, and and to be thinking about, okay, I, I don't want to be completely reliant on the, the mass marketplace. And I think one of the things that's happening in society right now is there's really this new interest in kind of reskilling and, and self-provisioning that really empowers us to, to take back some of those skills that we have, you know, just kind of let the, the mass marketplace take back. 
And so we're thinking about how you can do that in your own lives and how you can have a, a um, lighter impact on the environment. Um, and then to begin to think about, really, as I said before, I think the empowerment comes from being among other people and about sharing those values and about making a difference together. And so really beginning to be an active citizen and take action in your, in your neighborhood. Um, I think there's, there's so much that we can be doing. And for me, leadership is, is, is very much in all of us. And at New Dream, we want to be providing those resources that you can take that action and that you can impact. You know, you have a circle of influence with your friends and family, and you can have an impact on them by the way that you're living and by the action that you are taking. And so I think that all of us can be living the life that we feel is is most important and impacting the culture that we have and not just letting it be what it is. And so for me it's about resisting the, the hyper-consumerism and the commercial messages and then demanding that our the way our energy is produced and the way that our, our products are produced is changed and that our future is about you know reusing those things, recycling them back into the manufacturing process and so that we have environmentally and socially preferable products that are available um, and that we are creating economy and um, community that is ones that we really want to live in. So I'll stop there, but <laughs> those are some of the things that I would want to share. Boy, I hate to stop you. I think that's <laughs> very compelling, the way that you've just described that. Um, and, you know, the one point I want to pick up on in particular is the um, invitation you're making to us to to be the change in a way to actually initiate a community circle or a, a, a circle of support around a particular idea or initiative that seems important to you. And I can tell you that years ago, after September 11th, actually, I became part of an organization called Peace by Peace that connects circles of women who are in the Western world, like me, with circles of women in developing and war-torn regions all around the world. And so I remember being very moved by their mission and wanted to get involved. And I went to, I didn't, it was new to the area, didn't really have an established community, uh, told a few people about it, um, family members, but they weren't local. So I went to my daughter's school and said um, at a parent meeting, I'm thinking of starting a circle and we would like, to, I'd like to tell you about this. And if you're interested, please come to my house for, um, you know, coffee and cheese and wine for, uh, this particular night. 30 people came and out of that actually became a group of seven. And we met for eight years, once a month and got involved with a circle of, um, women and men actually in Nigeria, went on to do some other interesting things as well together. But I'm telling you that story because it really is as simple as that. It's as simple mm-hmm. as being willing to say, I'm interested in this. Would anybody else like to be in this conversation with me? And of course the coffee and the wine and always the chocolate <laughs> helps too, but, <laughs> but I would, I would, I just wanted to tell you, those of you who are listening and thinking, I, I think I want to do something not to, not to hesitate, you know, just make the invitation. It just a few of you coming together can be, um, a very rewarding and fulfilling dialogue that leads to some really powerful action. That's exactly right. And I, I really feel strongly about the, the social aspect of that is really important for long-term behavior change and, and, uh, for, for happiness too. We know that the, those connections really leads to, to happiness. Absolutely. And it's as simple as telling people what you're thinking. 
mm-hmm. and letting it be our conversation instead of your private thoughts and inviting people to come together just with the purpose of at first maybe listening and sharing and from that all kinds of um all kinds of new actions can emerge uh, as a community as you say um Wendy, you know, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. It's um, a part of my my American dream is to feature voices like yours and to help uh, your ideas to be um, central in the way we're thinking about what we create as we look to the future here in this country. Um, your message to me is both um, classically American, that sort of, yes, we can, resilient, use what we have, um, you know, creative and resourceful message and it's also a real call to action i think for all of us who are wondering how we're going to get to the future that we really uh, need to create together if we're going to sustain life as we know it on this planet or perhaps like a better life on this planet um, for ourselves and for other species so i want to really say thank you for being part of the show today and i want to give you a chance to say um, maybe just one more thing about um you know what what your invitation is for people well i really invite people to you know take a, take a look at our website and and begin to think for yourself and for your community what a new american dream would look like and what are the values that would be a part of that we all have to be uh, um a part of of creating that new future and i think there's a lot of exciting possibilities there and it, it needs that all of us need to be a part of creating that and america is has been a place of innovation and imagination and creativity and i deeply believe that we can bring that to bear in creating uh, a future that is much more about well-being not only personally and, and in our family and communities but also for the for the planet Beautiful. Thank you so much, Wendy. Thank you for being with me today. Oh, you're welcome, Kate. Thank you for having me on. I've really enjoyed it. Well, I have as well. And looking ahead, please join me next week for a fascinating discussion with Deborah Fries, the co-author with Meg Wheatley of Walk Out, Walk On, and the leader of the Burkana Institute. Um, she says that walkouts are people who bravely choose to leave behind a world of unsolvable problems, scarce resources, limiting beliefs, and destructive individualism, and walk on to the ideas, beliefs, and practices that enable them to give birth to new systems that serve community. This is the story of an emerging movement of pioneering leaders and communities who are self-organizing to create healthy and resilient communities. I think you'll love what Deborah has to say. So join us on December 12th for that conversation. And I look forward to continuing this conversation, particularly about visions of community. We sincerely hope you've enjoyed hearing from leaders who are using vision to create an inspiring future. Please join host Kate Ebner for another edition of Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business Channel. Meanwhile, visit www.nebocompany.com for more tips on bringing your own vision to life.